Good morning. Yes. Good morning. I think it's working. Yes. I think we are. I've got a little countdown timer. Things are good. I've got my coffee. I hope everyone can hear us. Olivia, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I also just got the message that we are live. Really? So we are official uh, on the Agency Nation Facebook group. Sorry about that. We were on the page a couple weeks ago. All these things. Let's, um, what are we talking about today? Who do we got with us? I forget. We have, we have the, <laughs> we have the beautiful Tracy Cotton with us. Mm. I think it's high time we bring her in. Let's go like this. Here we go. Three, two, one, Tracy. Hey there. Hi. What is up? How are you? Doing fantastic. A little chilly this morning here yeah. in Western North Carolina, but I am warm with my coffee. Got my local food loveliness on my mug here. Awesome. I, I awesome. want to know how you define chili. Ah, uh, that's right. Y'all got snow already? We have lots of snow. We probably had 10 inches already this year, and it's 29 degrees right now. Uh, oh, it's, it's probably about 20, 25 here. It's, it's been pretty chilly the last few mornings. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the other day that Alabama was colder than Alaska the other day. <laughs> so how about that mess? That's craziness. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure all this out at some point. Well, hey, uh, listen to our audience out there. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm excited. Like, I am really excited. Okay. And Olivia and I were talking. I mean, she texted me at like nine o'clock this morning, Eastern time. And uh, it was like, are you pumped for Tracy Cotton? And I'm like, I can barely like, I mean, I've got another cup of coffee. I really don't need it. I'm like, I'm shaking because it's, it's Tracy. It's like, <laughs> she, let me just tell everybody out there. Uh, Tracy was one of the first people that I connected with when I got in the industry um, that really got me thinking about how to do this a different way. I mean, you just, the, the people that you had around you and what you thought and where, what you believed about this business, it was um, it was eye opening to me. And so, Tracy, thank you for that impact on my career, and I know many others. So, well, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. Uh, it's, it's it's been a wonderful journey, and I I, I just think that. I can't even begin to say how many different people have impacted where I am today. Ryan Hanley is one of them, obviously. And, yeah. and so is, uh, so is Joey Giangola. Mm -hmm. I literally probably would not be doing the niche that I'm in now if I hadn't had somebody who, who Joey, who yeah. encouraged me. And it was literally, we did a, uh, I was his first podcast. podcast yep. Victim. <laughs> Victim, because I was the first one that was in that in your own words where he calls you up and he just sounds like he's talking to you just to be nice. And then you realize that you're being recorded yeah. after you've talked for 20 minutes and spilled your whole guts as to this is how my life is going. And this is yeah. what I'm doing right now. And he's like, yeah, well, what about this? And what about that? And you don't know that he's got like a script and you're just winging it because you think you're just talking to him. Yeah, exactly. He he, he over prepares you for that. That's good. <laughs> no, that was that was one of the things is he said, you know, something. And I said, I'd really like to do this farm to fork thing. And he said, well, what would that look like for you? And that was five years ago, I guess, almost. I mean, it's close uh, to it. And so we're going to get into all that. I mean, yes. I'm 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 ready for that. I, there's so many things to dive into here. Um, but listen, we've already had some uh, no, uh, some activity out there. Um, I see Julie is out here. I see uh, Chris Green is out here. Alex DePazzo is out there. He's saying it's a chilly 72 degrees for him over uh, in I think he's in Miami area. How about that? He, he sent uh, me his Halloween photo on Miami where my kids were doing snow angels. His were like. They were like running around in the sun. Nice. Man. Nice. Love and Jared Bellman's also here. So I want to give a shout out to all those who are joining us at this moment. So, um, but yeah, listen, ask a bunch of questions. I think what we would like to do, Olivia and I have been talking about this, you know, we really want this to be uh, not just the two of us interviewing a guest, but like we want the the nation here as we're calling it to, to, to chime in and we're going to um, do our best to ask those questions and, um, and really get some good value out of what we've got today. So, um, so anyway, 
that's all I've got for now. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Olivia take it away, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see what Tracy Cotton is all about. Let's go. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Tracy and I actually have not known each other for a really long time. It's really we met for the first time in New Orleans in March, but we had been connected through social. I'm not even sure who introduced it. Pro probably John Bachman. Probably the great yes. connector of our industry. Yes, yes. So yeah, I call him a connector vector. Um, so yeah, so I've just had such a great time getting to know you. I thought that for one, I want to learn more about what it is that your you know your journey through insurance has been, and I think everybody would benefit from learning about you know everything that you've been through and worked through in your time in insurance because. I don't know a lot of detail about what you've done, but I do know you've had positions on all sides of insurance. And so you've seen a lot of different things. Um, so why don't you just start, tell us, you know, how long you've been in the industry, you know, and just kind of walk us through your journey, where you started and how you got to where you are now. So that's a lot. Thank you for that. And uh, it's a softball to get things started, Tracy. You know, yeah, there's there you go. Light. So 25 years ago, I answered a one ad for customer service rep. And I ended up at a non standard auto carrier in Nashville, Tennessee, where I grew up. I'm in this class because immediately we get, you know, I get hired in and I'm in this class on insurance because I had no background whatsoever. I was not an agent. I started out as a lot of company reps do in just on the business side of it. And I came in as a customer service rep and was trained, spent a couple of months training mm -hmm. on just that niche of non-standard auto. And then I was thrown into North Carolina. I was here in, I was there in Tennessee, but we, one of our states was North Carolina and I became, I joined the underwriting team and I spent time as a CSR as well as an underwriter for a couple of three years there. Ended up, I, I met an insurance agent as you used to do back in the day when, before the internet. And I just talked to him on the phone all the time because he's one of our customers and we ended up getting married. I moved to North Carolina and I figured that since I'd already been talking to these North Carolina agents forever that I could do it too. Yeah. So I became an insurance agent and that started it. And I stayed in West North Carolina, even after no longer had the other insurance agent in my life and have made a career out of it. It's something that I am a huge proponent of insurance for a career because I've seen all the different places you can be. The only place that I haven't been is I haven't been with John Bachman and in, in the claim side. I've, I've mm. avoided the claim side on purpose, but I've done underwriting. I've done personal lines. I've done commercial lines. And now I feel like I've got the best of both worlds with doing primarily farm insurance and agribusiness. So that's, that's been kind of the journey on that. But that's part of what I see is this great opportunity for somebody coming in that if they realize that maybe whatever they came in at wasn't the best fit for them, that there's still so many other opportunities that they can go with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just a, it's a great it's a it's a great career choice. It's I I don't know if of any other industry that I could have spent this many years in and just continued to let it evolve with me. And as I changed and had different interests or I wanted to do different things that I had that opportunity to just keep doing what I was doing just, you know, in a different way or a different part of the industry. And that's been tremendous for me. Yeah. So how the, long, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you, how long were you an underwriter? I was only an underwriter for a couple of years. Okay. That was the first couple of years. And then I ended up over in North Carolina soon after that. And then it's been 25 years total. And that's 22 years at Morrow. And the other ones were, I started out with another agency when I first moved here and ended up coming over to Morrow pretty soon after that. And then I've, and then I spent, I, I did spend nine months, well, almost a year, a little bit more over nine months uh, as an, a consultant for Astonish. So I was, I was working with 
Kelly Donahue Puro and yeah. some other folks that, you know, have spent some time in the industry. And that was with a company that uh, was really at that point in time, cutting edge with website email management, e email marketing. And I was a consultant and I did that for about nine months. And uh, that was fantastic. It was a really good opportunity. And that was really a turning point for me in how I felt about what I was doing. And really, I mean, if you had, you know, if you had met me back then, you would have been like, oh, you know, she only knows about how to put a ad in the telephone pages. I mean, in the yellow pages, right. because at that point, that's all we were doing. We we had a really pitiful little website as an agency. And they know that I've said that because I've said it for a long time and we don't anymore. But that was that was those dark ages almost before we really had so many opportunities that we have now. And that being part of that company and also getting to go out and see what other agencies were dealing with in other states, that really was an eye opener for me. And the other benefit is that's when I really started realizing just how connected we were and seeing that, that idea of, I don't really want to share my ideas with the guy that's down the street because that could be a bad thing to the idea of why wouldn't you want to work with each other and, and really, you know, do the best job you can because in the end it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, a tight knit circle mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and why not just really try to help each other. And that's where a lot of what, you know, the two of y'all have been a part of that with me. Agency nation has been a part of that with me and that's part of the journey. Yeah. And I think that it's a good part of the journey because what I've been able to bring back to the agency has been tremendous for me to be able to, and they, and they, they don't always listen to me, but they do more now than they used to. <laughs> Some, some, you've got some influence there. A little bit. A little and rightfully bit. so, I would say. 22 years at one agency is amazing. And the agency is 100 years old. So that's also a wow. unique thing. That is unique. That's crazy. But wow. It's, yeah. it's good. It's, it's good to be part of something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I, I, somebody just talked about oh. competition together is better for the client. And it is. That's, that's, yeah. That I'm all about it. Yeah. yeah. Help everybody level up so that we're, all doing a good job together. And, yeah. you know, whoever writes the business at the end of the day, that, you know, that's going to be what it's going to be. But if we're all doing, you know, the right thing and helping each other out, then, you know, you know that in the end, the client's getting what they need. Exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a ton of value to that, I would say. So did you ever feel like in your journey that you weren't sure exactly what the next step was, but then looking back, you're like, whoa, this all makes sense? Yes. I had been in personal lines for a decade and as sometimes happens because I had risen up to the ranks of actually being in charge, that was something that got to be really hairy for me for a little while. We, it was during a, a time period in our agency where we had to make some hard decisions on staffing and I was part of it and watching those decisions had to be made and being part of those decisions was very, very difficult for me. And I thought, you know what? I've been doing personal lines for a lot of years. I just need a break. I need to do something different. And just so happened that we had an opportunity to, for me to scoot over into the commercial lines, which I had said I would never do. Mm. Never say never. I said, oh, I'll never go to the dark side. That's the dark <laughs> side. And hey, I now, did. Easy. And it took me a while to get my feet underneath me. There was a lot that was different. You know, I'd always yeah. kind of assumed insurance was insurance and there was a lot more to it. But that actually has been such a great journey for me because then it, of course, finally dawned on me a few years ago that we had an opportunity in our agency because we had the right, we had the right companies to do some farm insurance and nobody wanted to do it in the agency. Yeah, it's hard. The, the commercial producer was like, oh, that's too personal because there's usually family and there could be just home and auto even stuck in with that. And they didn't want to deal with that because they didn't really know it. But then mm -hmm. on the personal line side, they were like, I sure don't want to do it because this gets to be very commercial at times. There's a whole lot more, you know, there's, there's specialty type of vehicles and schedules and buildings. There's a lot to it. And there's also, of course, now much more of a business aspect to most. Well, and if, and if you lack any kind of patience at all, waiting on farm quotes and applications to come back, <laughs> 
<laughs> is a nightmare for you. And yes. I'm not one that likes to sit still. Uh, and, and so, yeah, Tracy, any farm that I get in North Carolina, I will gladly send it your way because <laughs> they, they are, they are incredibly difficult. Uh, it's just not something I have put my mind to, but, um, but that's a niche for sure. And so, um, how's that going? I mean, is it, how, how's that, how's that, you know, farm to fork marketing? I mean, how has it been going for you to get into that? Well, I, I followed the model that, you know, that I, you know, that I knew that was working and I had seen other people doing and starting to create some content was tremendous. I literally just last week got a call from a, a, a farmer in Eastern North Carolina. She uh -oh, has two, two, <laughs> two, two chicken operations. And for those of you that don't know, I sit in Eastern North Carolina yeah. and Tracy's sitting in Western. Yeah. So that's the okay. inside there. <laughs> and I got a call from her and she said, I was just Googling online farm insurance in North Carolina and I started reading some of your articles oh. and I think I'd really like to work with somebody that actually cares about what it is that I do because I feel like the agency that I'm working with, they don't understand me and maybe they don't have anybody that really is paying attention to what my needs are. Man. And I was like, yeah, that is like the best I had, well, and I had a call earlier back in the summer. I got a call from, uh, an agritourism operation in Seattle, Washington. Well, not in Seattle, but outside in Washington state. And she had also found me not looking underneath North Carolina even. So she was, it was more of the agritourism piece because that's the agritourism piece is something that I've actually gotten really well versed in and kind of a sub niche that, that I've developed expertise. in. she found some articles that I had done specifically on agritourism, called me oh, up, wow. seeing if I could help her. And instead and this is what I love is I called up Eli Gillespie out in California and I said, Hey, can you help these folks out? I know you're licensed in Washington and I'm not where I could be, but it just doesn't make sense for me. Right. And he's like, yeah. So that's, that's also the piece that I think to me is making the biggest difference is I'm starting to see more traction coming coming from a passive type of situation. My active stuff that I'm doing though, as far as what I do marketing wise is I work very actively in volunteering with organizations that I know that my target customer is a part of. Volunteering is part of who I am, but I'm also thankful that it gives me the opportunity to get in front of people that can help me from a career standpoint that actually that I can help from a insurance standpoint. I think this is important too, that yeah. we, that we dive into this a little bit more Tracy, because <clears throat> you know, I think the, the, some of the debate I hear out there in the industry is this, you know, uh, how much focus and attention do we put on content? How much focus and attention do we put on the tried and true relationship, community building, getting involved with certain organizations I mean, unpack that a little bit more for us. I mean, what, um, where, where's that success balanced for you? The, and, and luckily I also work in an agency that this has been a tradition and we have always been very involved and we, you know, the United Way of Henderson County where our main office is, we were always very involved there. We've right. served on boards for nonprofits. We've been part of the, you know, we've always been part of the community that way. And we've really tried to, to encourage that amongst the employees that everybody had that opportunity to do. But for me, it became much more strategic because if I was going to be spending time with those organizations, it needed to be the ones that I really was passionate about, which of course pairs up with my niche. Right. So for, for me, it was more strategic. And if I'm going to be spending I want to spend some time, it might as well be somewhere that I know that I'm going to have an impact. And also at the very least for me, it keeps me abreast on what's going on. So that if I'm out doing volunteering for a farm tour, I'm, I'm just learning about the farms in the area. That gives me an opportunity to see behind the scenes what I wouldn't see otherwise. For, for me showing up in a volunteer situation that's also the cool thing. I mean, I've literally been, you know, the the expo, you know, where I've actually had my booth out there in the, you know, the conference, the dairy conference at the agritourism networking conference they have in North Carolina. I've had a booth. 
And I love that, you know, handing out yeah. pamphlets and, you know, putting a, you know, having a raffle thing, you know, for them to win some something. I would much rather be helping out, handing out packets at the registration desk just as a volunteer, because I'm getting the bigger picture that I would never get being out on the floor. And I hate to say it because that's kind of a secret that I don't want y'all all to know because <laughs> then you can all run out and do that. But that's one of those things where I realized early on that there was a lot better information and networking that could happen with me being shoulder to shoulder with my potential clientele or with people who could refer me and were centers of influence in that arena than it was necessarily for me to be in front of them. Now, mind you, if I get the opportunity to speak in front of an organization, that's the best. Right. If they say, Hey, let me, would you come in and talk to us about agritourism? Would you come in and talk to us about, about risk management for, for food manufacturers, right. Talk about product recall. I've done, I've done those things and that's great. But in general, I just, I'm just as happy if they call and say, Hey, would you be a moderator? I'll be yeah. a moderator. I don't even have to talk about insurance, right? But it's, it's win-win for me. So then how did last question? I promise Olivia and no, I won't keep jumping all over Tracy, but you're totally the question fine. is how did, how did Mauro a hundred year old agency feel about the content you were creating? Is that, is, can you discuss? Can we talk yeah. about that? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so that was one of those things. And, and I, I run into this too, because I've heard this when I've been places and heard it from producers specifically. Yeah. How do I come across as my own brand when I work for this agency? It's not my agency. Now, right. you know, for somebody who is the agency and we've, we've got, I mean, we've got friends here that, you know, that they are their own agency. And so when they're their own agency, that's pretty easy because they're the brand. Right. Um, I mean, even say, for instance, um, you know, for for my friend Carrie, that's, you know, she's, you know, she's Galvez Insurance and she and her dad own it. So it's okay for her to be part of the brand. But I'm just one employee amongst 35 employees, 40 employees, however much we're up to again. And I'm part of Morrow. But they have been very good to recognize that in order for me to be able to make much impact, that they were okay with me having my own business card. My business card looks different than the rest of the agency stuff. Wow! Uh, And it's clearly says that I work for Morrow, but it's it's it reflects my little owl and the you know and the kind of the color scheme that I've chosen for the farm side of it. And to them, I mean, that's, that's tough. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's hard as, as um, I I would assume, and I I hear it a lot is that it's hard for, you know, legacy principles and stuff to, to really let some of that go and, and, and see the bigger picture and say the body of work. I think it's been said in this in, in, in um, amongst the industry here, the body of work that is created by an individual person in your agency is powerful. And we need to allow that to happen more than say, Hey, you have to fit this exact model and this exact brand because this is who we've been forever and it's worked for us. So kudos tomorrow uh, and for you for taking advantage of that because it's um, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And it's been a tremendous amount of trust. Mm-hmm. There's been times, of course, that, you know, and I know that in some agencies it's even more sensitive because they're very concerned about what content is being put out. I've had a lot of leeway and, you know, and they know that, you know, that whatever I put out, you know, I'm going to make sure that I research it. I'm not going to put anything up from a topic standpoint. It is not going to be, you know, it's going to not be based on fact and actual policy language or whatever it is. But that's that that's a big step to for an agency owner or for management to give that kind of freedom to somebody beyond the scope of, you know, the actual agency ownership. Mm-hmm. And luckily I happen to be an owner of my agency because we are uh, employee stock owned, but that's actually part of the point too. That's where I really push when I talk to, to folks that I know that do what I do. I mean, other agencies is why would you not look at this as if it was your business? Right. Why right. are you being so narrow minded in that? Well, you know, you know, I'm just a producer. Well, yeah, but this is your business, too. So taking on that, what can I do to actually, you know, I mean, and, and it's not it's not selfish because really, because if you're if you're 
producing the business, you're still working through the agency one way or the other. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that it's, it's both mindsets. I've seen where the agency was just had a thumb down and we're a little bit concerned about how somebody was going to operate on their own or that they might. Of course, there's the other possibility. Do they take that and go somewhere else with it? Yeah, it's there. It's that's that is a possibility. But I think you're better off not being worried about that. But on the other end, as you know, I've heard people say, well, I don't really know if I should be producing content. I'm just a CSR. Well, yeah, but, you know, there's CSRs out there that have a tremendous opportunity to to brand themselves even within, right. you know, their agency, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the 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 level of trust that they're demonstrating to you is huge. Your level of investment is amazing because obviously not everybody would take advantage of having that kind of latitude and that, you know, you're you're creating a platform and you're just exercising anything that you can within that. So I think that's, that's a fantastic, I mean, and hopefully it will inspire some other people that maybe were a little reluctant to take that next step. And it's hard to put your face out there, but I feel like after you do it a couple of times, you're like, Oh, well. (laughs) So there's, there's some folks that I've seen in our space that have talked about if you're getting to the level where you want to do video or you want to do certain types of, of, you know, if you really want to push in that direction that you should make sure that it's like super professional and, you know, and otherwise you're just better off just putting more money on or put more effort into Facebook ads or something. If you're not going to go all in. And I, I just, I, I get it. I totally get it. But my thing is, is for me, I will get on every Friday and do my fun fact Friday for five minutes. And I sometimes will have technical difficulties. I'll sometimes not have a set, set script that really, oh, somebody's asked what the plan. This is uh, Alex DePazzo. Great, great question here. Great question. Um, But what I was going to say is just the idea that I think that the unpolished me for my purposes, has never hurt. Mm-hmm. Now, could there be people that perhaps it is hurting if they are, you know, depending on what it is that they really are trying their niche is? Maybe it could, but I still feel like that you're not going to get better if you don't actually get out there and try. And really, let's face it, not everybody has the budget to start out with a green screen and, you know, super good audio right. visual equipment. Does that make right. sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And so that, that question is phenomenal. I'm going to put it back up here. We've had two, two requests for it. How did you approach him? When we started talking about the niche, I really, I had already done a little bit of my homework on what I wanted to do. And then right. it's just evolved from there. And literally it has been as it probably should be every year we revisit so that every year before I go forward, I've said, this is what I, what I'm, I'm going to be doing. This is, you know, this is what I want the agency to be doing along with me, whether it be helping me plug into certain conferences and provide some of those funds and so forth, or right. what it is I need from, do- you know, actual dollars. But I have a plan and I have a plan every year. And it's, I think that that's the only way to really keep the buy-in. If they thought I was just going off the reservation and we'd been letting this go on for a while and we hadn't talked about it, everybody's going to feel bad about it. Is it a written out plan or is it is it a plan you present in a, in a some kind of a formal setting? Was it informal? It was it was pretty informal for us. Great. And over time, it's really become more of just my producer plan as, as, as it's evolved, as, you know, I'm going ahead and saying, you know, this is part of what I'm doing. If somebody else might be saying they're making X amount of cold calls. And I, you know, that's actually something that's, you know, that's changed for me even over time, but that the marketing perspective of it, the branding perspective of it and how I wanted to try to approach it, even like this last year, I said, okay, so I'm tired of bringing the Morrow banner with me. And this Mm. sounds really silly, but it's huge. The Morrow banner that we have that the agency purchased to take to to conferences and set you up. You mean the actual work. physical banner that you all physical have? banner. Okay, it's one it. of those ones that you know, it's like, you know, you roll it up like, you know, the screen and it's yep. got the big stand. 
I, I'm 5'2", and it's taller than I am. That means that I've got to logistically try to get it in there. I've got to set it up. I'm setting up usually by myself. Yeah. And I said, could we, could I just have one just for me that's smaller? And it's actually now, it's about this wide, still stands in the back. It it still says Morrow Insurance very clearly on it, but it's got my pictures on it. And it's got cool. some pictures of me out on the farm. And it's got right. some pictures of what I've been involved in like dressing as a tomato. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the things, my claims to fame is, you know, that's I've, I've dressed as a tomato. And so Honestly, that just needs to be your profile pick, Tracy. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Tracy, it's no. great no. because I mean, it's, it's, it's huge and it's yeah. not full of air. It's just full of me. No, not really. But, but no, I, that was one of the things that I just said this last year was, can I just have one for me? instead of me using the agency one, which is beautiful. It's a gorgeous one. It's, and it shows an apple orchard and it plays into a lot of the other things that we've done. Cause we've also got crop insurance. Other people can use it. I think it even flips over and it's probably got some of the other side that's got camp on it, but I don't have to worry yeah. about the park. But so no, I, that was, the, that's how it's evolved is I started out with kind of some ideas and then we've just refined it every year and made sure that everybody was on board with it because I did not want to ever come back and have somebody say, uh, what were you doing there? Yeah. What, why, what was this about? I never wanted there not to be some, some, you know, some agency buy-in on it. If that makes but you sense. Showed, you showed care and concern for the brand that is Morrow. You presented it to them in such a way that, Hey, this doesn't detract necessarily. And let me put words in your mouth. But what I'm hearing is, you know, I didn't, I don't want to detract from the brand that is Morrow, but I want to do Morrow plus. Yes. I see. Yeah. And, and, and that seems like, you know, you know, and I've had that experience here, too. I mean, I can relate fully. I mean, you know, going in with a plan, I, I wrote mine out um, and presented it more formally, but yeah, in an informal setting. Um, and, and that just that little bit of work on the front end wasn't just, hey, so and so let me try this. And they look at you like, what? Like, what do you really want to do with this? But if you have it well thought out and in the plan that is is the producer type role, it can go a long way. And, you know, they have to know, too, that this doesn't stop you from making those follow up calls, doing this, doing that. You know, all the things that actually get sales across the finish line. So kudos. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Have you have you uh, read uh, The Infinite Game, Simon Sinek's newest book? No, I love Simon Sinek, too. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. But he, he talks a lot about how you you can operate with a finite mindset, which means it's just very narrowly focused and you know, you're not thinking about the other things that may feel a little uncomfortable but are actually gonna contribute and help you run a better business. Um, and as an individual, you can operate with a finite mindset and you're just out you could just be out for Tracy. Um, but you're clearly Morrow's operating with an infinite mindset. You're operating because you're, I mean, obviously you're, you're building your own brand. That's great. That's fantastic. People want to get to know you before they want to get to know the agency, which is the way that you're going to really have that impact that you're, I mean, I'm, I'm saying this, I'm assuming that's exactly what's happening. That's what you're finding. They want Tracy. Yeah. They want Tracy to come to their event dressed as a tomato or to, (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, it is one of those kind of things where, uh, and I, and I see it because there's only so much of me and I, I recognize that there'll be a time when then it, I'll need to pull in whoever's working with me because we see the department is kind of changing. It has been really weird for us because we had a crop department for years mm-hmm. and she would handle a little bit of farm, but it really just wasn't, it didn't make sense for her to try to do much because as uh, Landon has said, it takes a lot of work to get it to come through the process. It's a lot more work in some cases than a regular, even a regular package policy is for a business because there's so many more moving parts. The way yeah. that the companies handle it is so much different. She couldn't do that and do crop because let's face it, crop insurance because it's government based, yeah. it's deadlines, it's reports, it's very heavy on yeah. on projections, and even the claims process is very detailed. And we've had it; it's it's been a key part of our agency for years. But we never could really pair it very well with the farm side. And even over the last few years, we've almost worked independently because 
she had this great fan base. They loved her as their crop insurance agent to bring me in and me be, oh, here's another service that we can provide. It's just taken some time for her to really want to, to, to let me in on some of that. There's some of that that, you know, could have coordinated probably a long time ago. And that's really one of the things we've got is a concentrated effort going forward is going with each other to events and, and really making it because they are so closely related, even though they can work independently for us, we were kind of different brands. She was her own brand and I was my own brand. Right. And that's not always a good thing, but that's another thing that if the agency is being conscientious of that, you can start seeing if there's places where that's, that's not cohesive enough that you really do need people to kind of come together. Maybe you need to, to pair up, you know, somebody who's nonprofits with somebody who also does sports programs or something that, that those two could really coordinate and work in synchronicity as opposed to working out. Cause that happens even in almost even the smallest of agencies where you start having, you know, you have all these little silos, and mm-hmm. even within the agency, a lot of times those silos are not really sharing the information they could so that you are actually going after the same clients. I mean, then that's crazy to say. And even in this time period, but that's that's what I've seen happen. Right. Because you guys were probably interacting with very, very similar groups of people, if not the exact same people, which then makes it look like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand yeah. is doing at the agency. So, yeah, I mean, that's great that you guys are just putting a concerted effort towards putting that all together. I think that's, it's great. And so hopefully it's good for her too, but crop insurance. Oh my gosh. Uh, I know. There's a, you talk about having your eyes dotted and your T's crossed. Wow. Crop is so labor intensive. Yeah. It is. But yeah, we do. We have farms here too. Of course. <laughs> no beach. Well, we, I guess we have the Mississippi beach. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the other thing we have in common, I guess. Olivia, um, what do we, uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah. What, what do you think about, uh, uh, we need to get into something else that Miss Tracy is into these days. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I want to talk about your 50 for 50 journey and how, how this came about. You've done some pretty amazing things. I don't want to, I said, I said crazy when I was first, uh, <laughs> Some of it does seem a little bit crazy to me. Um, well, and some of it happened crazy. I witness one thing, but yeah. So I just wanted to like, how, how did this come about? What have been some of your favorite things? What kind of lessons have you learned? All that good stuff. What have you learned about yourself through the process? So what Olivia is referring to is in 2018, I get, don't have it handy. Actually, I get uh, a planner because I'm still paper and pen on on some things. And that's one where I, I like to have started out at the very least and putting it out and just writing and seeing it and conceptualizing it. And, you know, I usually will get it in November, go ahead and start writing those dates in for conferences and birthdays and family vacations. And I'm looking at all that and trying to kind of plan my year around it. And I wrote down my birthday and I was like, number 50. Number 50. Wow. You know, I should really get on some of those things that I've been saying for years I want to do. I would really like to say that this was a more significant year because I did some things I really wanted to do. What would that look like? And I started writing down a few ideas and then all of a sudden it popped in my head. I thought, well, I could make this even more fun if I got some help with this list, because there's probably things that I would really enjoy doing, but I don't know because I only know what I know. So what if I kind of put that out there, but I need to limit it. So, Oh, 50 for 50. It's got a good ring to it. Not that doesn't seem like it's the least bit feasible because that's almost one a week. That should have come (laughs) to my mind at the time, but it didn't. (laughs) Or that I'm going to put this out there on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and I'm going to end up with over a hundred ideas to choose from. Mm-hmm. because I had people like just like throwing stuff like I, I kid you not I Ron Hanley probably gave me five different things <laughs> yeah. uh, Jared Bellman gave me three different things I don't think I've even done any of the ones that Jared gave me because he gave me things like Bear Grylls weekend because he knows that I backpack <laughs> and I'm like dude I don't even go on a day 
hike without 17 essentials and I'm supposed to just take a pocket knife, it's not happening. Uh, I had to weed out some of the things I'd already done before. Somebody was, you know, if somebody suggested zip lining or some of the other things that I had done before, some of the things that I was, I decided to put on the list were things that I had done before, but just maybe not exactly like that. And all of a sudden I had this incredible list of things to do. And I, I, I really didn't realize how crazy it was to do it until I started trying to do it. It was like, I really thought, Oh, this sounds totally doable. And so I start going, what, what number are you on? I didn't number them so that they would be in any particular order. Sure. What I've done is I've got the list and I go through and I check them off and I've got eight more. Oh, wow. And wow. So 42, you've completed That's 42. Amazing. Yep. And some of them are small and some of them I'm considered completed, even though like the reading the Bible every day, that's a, you know, that's, that's not done yeah. yet, but that's, I'm clicking that off the list. The things that I have not actually done anything about are the ones that are still left on the list. And it's kind of small. And some of the ones are kind of like, wow, this is almost a letdown after some of the things that I've done, but having other people be involved has been the best thing in the world for me. The ideas that they gave me and helping me with them. And in some cases, Julie Brendel, let me just call her out. <laughs> Not only did she say, I think you should go stand up paddling. She said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to schedule us for us to go stand up paddling while we're in New Orleans for the Elevate Conference. How does that sound? And I'm like, yeah, I'll just show up. And I did. And in the bayou, by the way. In the bayou. <laughs> So literally speaking, that has been my mantra and it has so cool. totally worked for me is just show up that all these things that I had on my list and for any of y'all out there that are the least bit driven to whatever it is you do in life, it's very difficult to show up again and again and again, knowing you're going to suck at it. Pretty much. I mean, because you're trying something brand new. You've never tried it before, whether it be pole dancing, belly dancing, skydiving. You've never done it before. You just show up and yeah. you just let it happen. And you do, you know, you, you participate and you learn from it. And maybe it's something you want to go back and do again or it's something you go, uh, no, I'm good. What has the what has the community response been to that? I mean, the, do you share that you're doing this journey with your with your clients, with your with your friends, with your family? I mean, what's the community response been? Because I know this community is like y'all have been loving it. Yeah, y'all been all about it, and that's been fantastic for me. My online community, I've got clients. Yeah. They know about it and they comment on it regularly. That's something that they, that they, because I blog about it or I post about it, yep. you know, every time I do something, people are following along. So here's some of the interesting stuff that I see going forward that's come out of this. I had a lady that, again, from Washington State, she, she called me, called me on the phone because I have my phone on Instagram. I don't know how that happened, but I do. She called me and she said, I think I want to do what you're doing. You've never met me before. I just happen to see on Instagram this 50 for 50 thing you're doing. And I want to do it too, but I want to make sure you don't think that I'm copying you. And I said, I don't think you're copying me. Here's my suggestions. You go for it. Yeah. She's turned, she just turned 50. And so wow. she's doing it. And she's keeping me up with what she's doing. She feels like she's got some accountability now because, you know, she's got somebody else who's, you know, who's behind her on it. And I thought, total stranger. I've yeah. got an insurance women's group that in the spring, I'm going to do a keynote on my experiences that I've been asked a keynote for. And I, I think that it's going to be a lot of fun because I think that for me, what just showing up has done for me and when I go to visit a prospect or if I go to do something from an insurance perspective, all of a sudden it doesn't seem so hard. Right. Even, even like, say, for instance, I did the tandem skydive the weekend before the sprint triathlon. Thank you, Woody Brown. <laughs> but he's the one that put that one on my list was the sprint triathlon. He said triathlon. I'm the yeah. one that said Is sprint. Okay. And he said, yeah, that totally counts. And it, and it's, that was great. But the timing there, oh, I I was totally ready for the triathlon. 
and I'm not an athlete. I mean, and I, as it is, I had up until this year had never even swam a lap. So to do a whole pool swim and, and to do road bike, all that's been a learning process for me. And I just, I can't tell you, I mean, somebody just, I mean, anybody out there, if you just want to pick five things to do next year that you've never done before, you'll be five times the person you are. I'm not 50 times. Tracy, I feel like this, uh, I feel like this deserves, uh, I feel like it deserves its own thing. Like, I mean, I, I, we we need to get a video created. We need to start like we need to start a we need to start an effort. I mean, this thing should go viral. I mean, a montage. You absolutely. Like, we, do you have do you have photographs and you, any a video lot of photos different? out there? Yeah, I've taken photos of almost everything. Um, there's a few things that I ended up not being able to take photos of. Uh, I only have like a little bit of like the surfing. I wish that somebody had been able to take video. But some of the thing the things were. I brought my daughter along with me. Mm-hmm. And so instead of going, hey, would you just hold the camera and video me? It was more important for me to have her experience with it with you. me. Wow, good for you. Yeah. She didn't want to do it. I took her both <laughs> uh, both surfing and parasailing that week, and she was not in her comfort zone. But so Were some you? of those experiences overrode. <laughs> I mean, that was a, the, I couldn't I couldn't get the photos or the documentation I would have liked to have had because yeah. It just wasn't possible. And it was more important to have the experience than it was to have the documentation on it. I'm serious. You know I mean? though. Like, I mean, we, I feel like you, you've got a story to tell with this yeah, and when it's, when it's completed, I, shoot, just write a book, Tracy. Yeah. You've written up afterwards, right? Uh, all of them, right? Are you writing up? Not everything. There's actually, okay, I've gotten to the back quite a few that I've not, I've gotten so far ahead and got to going so fast, but talk about a great experience. I had never met Kelly Heron. She's out of Georgia. She's an independent insurance agent that just got, dun, 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 she just got the Safeco Insurance Agency of the Award again. Uh, I think they they got a two in a row. Uh, she's fantastic. And I had never met her. And she said, come and hike Tallulah Gorge with me. Wow. And, and, and stay with me for the weekend. And I was just like, Okay. And so I literally show up on her doorstep, never having met her before. And mm-hmm. we spent the whole weekend together. And of course, because industry friends, I mean, that was just, it was a great experience, but we had only met on social media. Wow. That's, that's crazy. So what have your, some of your favorites, but I got to watch you bull ride. <laughs> the mechanical ball, not a real ball. That, and, and so, so that was one of those ones where I had planned, like I had planned a lot of them in advance. Like I kind of knew where I was going to go and what I was going to do with it. And I had planned that wasn't going to take place until I got to Nashville because I knew there was a mechanical bull that was kind of slow <laughs> that I'd seen people on in Nashville. And I was going to be in Nashville in August of this past year of this year. And so I had planned on waiting until then, but I happened to walk in that night and here we were in new Orleans. And I was like, let's get this done. It's here. I'm here. And I tipped the guy really well. And I, you know, I was, you know, I was feeling pretty good about it. I so, thought you did well. I didn't get up there. I said, and, and so the other thing that I are not mitigating any risk right now. No, I, I need to stand guard. <laughs> but now I was going to say about the lady that's going to do it. I said to her, I said, make the list, the whole list of however many you want to do. If you're going to do 50, do 50, make that whole list, but just know that you may need to change it, that you may find at some point in time that it's something you really don't want to do. You don't have the budget for it, or it's just not going to happen. And so there's some things that actually had to fall off the list for me. I literally decided that I could not drink enough beer to pass my Cicerone. So I decided not to do the Cicerone test. It's a, it's a beer connoisseur thing. It was a, it would have been a certification. Oh, Maybe it would help me write some breweries. I don't know. But at any rate, (laughs) I decided not to do that because that was something that I felt like was not going to be a good fit for me. But instead, and I I don't mean to sound like I, you know, have a drinking hobby, but instead I had a friend off of Twitter who was the 2012 bartender of the year come to Asheville said, is anybody that I know in Asheville? And I said, Hey, yeah. And next thing I know, I'm taking him on a bar tour of Asheville the very next day and a private mixology tour for me, mixology class for me. So I got to learn from a nationally known bar rescue veteran. Um, He did 18 episodes of that show and 
I got to meet him in person, get a private lesson and got to show him Asheville because of a tweet. And that became 50 for 50 because I felt like that was something that, you know, that I never would have had the opportunity before. And there were a few things that had had to come off the list. I was going to have to substitute anyway. Well, now I think, you know, you, you pretty much completed 43 because, you know, a podcast slash live with Olivia and Landon. I mean, it's got to be on there, right? I mean, we're we're so huge in, in the industry. I'm writing it down right now. Yeah, that write was it down. Add it, add it. We're just making things up as we go. <laughs> so, any so we've been favorites? at this 50 minutes, five zero. We got about 10 minutes left. Tracy, what's next for you? Oh, yeah. What's going on in your in your in your in your professional life? Like, what is next for you? Like, what's the focus for 2020 look like? I've I think that the agency really has decided to put more emphasis on uh, this department that you know that I've I was a one man department, one woman department, oh, yeah. uh, pairing it up with the crop, uh, expanding it because we're looking to expand. And, and then that also gives me the opportunity to kind of do some other things along with that, the more of the fork side of it, it'll free me up to do more on the food manufacturing side, be able to really tie in some to, to more of the, the, the craft, the craft brew. Uh, I've had that opportunity to do more wineries. So some of that kind of comes along with it. And that's, that's a fun niche anyway, because so many, the cool thing about it for me is that I meet people all the time that I can help connect because of who I know as part of that industry and they need each other. And I can be, I can be that person to kind of help. <clears throat> Somebody's looking for a commercial kitchen space. I know where the commercial kitchens are around yeah. and maybe they want to start doing jams and jellies or whatever. But that's, that's something where I think that we're, we're looking to push forward on that. And, you know, and maybe it's not gonna be a bigger footprint, but it's definitely going to be going a little bit deeper in with more, with a little bit more emphasis. And for me, that's really great because I've been a little scattered, smothered and covered for five years now trying to do all of it. And great I think Waffle I, House reference, by the way. Yay. <laughs> but the other thing being, and you know, I think a lot of agencies are starting to see this is we had to start determining where the emphasis needed to be. And maybe somebody from an insights perspective could handle some of my smaller stuff you know, yeah. if I've got somebody who just approaches me and says, hey, I really just need product liability because I'm going to be selling my olive oil to Whole Foods. That's so small. And ironically, I just have to say this was part of the conversation that Joey and I had all those years back of when will it start to scale for you? Yeah. And when will you have, you know, what will your emphasis be? And that's how it's happened. It's, it's an amazing journey. It really is. Yeah. So, so yeah, cool. when you look back, like you said earlier, it all starts to like the pieces fit together so much more than they did when you were trying to plan it out. But, um, but yeah, obviously there's a lot of proof of concept for you having idealized this and now seeing it come to fruition. That's got to be pretty amazing. It's, it's been fun. It's the most fun that I've ever had. Um, because I'm here to tell you, I mean, you know, you don't do insurance for 25 years, or maybe other people do, but I, I don't think I could have stayed in this industry if I had not been able to evolve with it or evolve with me. And that's, that's been the key point for me. I mean, this is stuff that I have always done. I mean, showing up at a farmer's market. Now that's, now it's not just for me. It's, it's for the agency. Yeah. And yeah. it's to get to know that, you know, the people better and it's, it's win-win. I think it's a proof of, um, and I had this conversation with a friend just a couple of weeks ago, combining your your passion with whatever it is that you're going to do for a career. There's a way that those things intersect. And you are, yeah, you're living proof of that. That's fantastic. Because yeah, I can tell people, I, how I much get you it. love what you do. I can tell. And, you know, and, and I'm, there's other agents out there that I know that they, you know, they don't have any, you know, die, I mean, any, you know, just total passion for contractors or pest control or whatever it is that their niche is, right. but it made sense because they had the markets for it. They had the, they had the, the expertise for it. They were able, and the, there's other con, there's other considerations other than right. just loving it. Right. I mean, you know, I, you know, I think there's other things that I could have probably picked that I love that I wouldn't want to necessarily do with insurance, but this right. is one that really worked for me. Yeah. 
which is, which is great. Yeah. I love seeing your journey and all of your food photos. <laughs> that's, that's the fun part. I, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't say that that's not been a lot of fun because it's places that I would have wanted to go anywhere. Anyway, I would have wanted to go anyway. Yeah. It's not work. I like whoever said it's not work. Uh, it's Chris Green. Yeah. And that's it. Chris is right. Absolutely. Well, Tracy, it has been an absolute pleasure. Olivia, was there any like burning question on your on your mind that you're like, we need Tracy to answer this question? Is there anything out there that we forgot? What what's what's the next uh, 50 for 50? So are the other eight planned out? Or are you still trying to figure out how those are going to work into your schedule? Or do you, do you at least have the next one planned? I literally, for these last few, have been just trying to kind of figure out how to get them to work into my schedule. I had a lot of them that had to be done when it was warmer weather, and those have all been done. Thankfully, I got the last one in was getting to go kayaking. And I, I managed to get that the last really pretty weekend we had. And I got to go down to the Whitewater Center in Charlotte and do the class. And it was super awesome. But one of them is cut down a Christmas tree. Oh. And so I, I kind of need to wait for a little bit for that. So yep. that one wait. Uh, I, I'm wanting to go do one of those ax throwing places. Yeah. Oh yes. And, um, and you know, and I just haven't made that happen. There's actually one in Hendersonville. Uh, Jared's already been there because Jared's been everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Maybe of course. Jared he knows everybody too. Yeah. He is the Kevin Bacon of insurance. If you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I discovered that other day. <laughs> Because Facebook has suggested so many new friends and they all, all know Jared already. Yeah. So, well, maybe but, you uh, guys can do a list. I just made it happen. So, yeah, you, you and Jared, a little, little video on ax throwing. That would be good. Yeah. He, he could definitely, I think, like I said, he's already been. He can give you some pointers. Maybe so. It's I just don't trust, I don't trust some of his suggestions. Man, I thought we were friends. Proceed with caution. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, it has been an absolute pleasure. I just think the world of you, Tracy. And uh, Landon, Olivia, y'all are just awesome. I love what you're doing here. And I really appreciate you bringing me on. Oh, right. We're so excited that you were able to make it work in your schedule. I'm so glad that we got to have you and have this conversation. Now let's just check. Let's just, I want to pitch something for next week. Okay. I mean, and Tracy, I want you in on this conversation. Okay. And Olivia and I, this is everybody that's left out there. There's not very many of you, but there are a few. We're uh, next week. We've got Brent Kelly coming on. And as, <gasps> right. I mean, big deal, <laughs> huge deal. Uh, the guy is, incredibly intelligent, has been around the block many times. Here's my thought, though. We're going to be talking a lot about what separates and makes producers, high-performing producers, different from the rest of the pack. And Olivia, this just kind of hit me while we were sitting here. I know where you're going, too. Wouldn't this be cool if we could bring some folks in on the call? We can do four people at once, by the way. Bring some people in and and let's just do some let's just do some popcorn questions to him. We give everybody like a two minute time frame. You can't yeah. stay in here forever. I and mean, this is this is Olivia and I's show. Okay, so just <laughs> uh, but you know we we bring you in. You ask a quick question and we get Brent to sort of what? How do you Tracy? How does that hit you? I think it's fantastic. Uh, and 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 having seen Brent in action, he he would be up for that. I think, I think that he really would enjoy the fact that it gives him a lot more I and mean, give him a lot more opportunity to really hit some of the topics that are really probably on people's minds beyond yeah. just the, the, the average, what he normally would put out in a presentation. Yeah. Really I mean, value I, added. He would roll with it. He's totally the right candidate to just go with it. I at, think he would. Absolutely kill it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if he can, if he can answer people's questions rather than just go off of whatever, you know, speech he may have prepared, I think that's what he prefers to do is actually mm -hmm. fill, fill the need that's in front of him. So yeah, 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 I think we could do it. 
Well, shoot, if that's not a pitch, I don't know what is. That <laughs> is going to happen next week. So like I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Tracy, it has been an absolute pleasure to everyone that's out there. Thanks for checking in with us. We'll be back, I think, next Wednesday, right, Olivia? Wednesday. Next Wednesday, noon. 12, noon time. We, yes, 12. we are going to we are going to roll with it and um, I'm excited. So thank you all so much. Thank you. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks y'all. Appreciate hey, it. Where do they connect with you by the way? Oh, oh yeah. um, Instagram, Inswise Tracy, uh, LinkedIn, Tracy L cotton, uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter a lot and I'm Tracy L cotton on Twitter Fantastic. and then Facebook. I'm Tracy Lee cotton. Awesome. There's a lot of places to find me. Everywhere. She's None everywhere. everywhere. Or just the thing. Google farm insurance, North Carolina. If and that's maybe I'll come up. <laughs> Let me know if I don't, because I got more work to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're off the rails. Everybody out there. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.